in, in my university time, I have to pretend to be Malay for some reason. <laughs> because I I've been I've been called many names. Soon I say I'm Morasli, and they will they will say, Oh, you uh, you 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 live in a long house or you live in a tree? Yeah, are you wearing the uh, line cloth and everything? So after the experience, I feel like okay, I should not say I'm Morasli then. I just say I'm <laughs> Malay or whatever, you know. This is pretty cool. And you're listening to Millennials Bully, the show which is all about millennials. Hello, listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of Millennials Bully. Our topic for this week is Millennials Bully Make Art. Now, who better to discuss this topic than our millennial local artist, Shak Koyo. Shak is a Malaysian contemporary indigenous artist whose works have been featured widely across Malaysia. I'm uh, really happy to have you on the show today, um, Shak. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy that you invite me to this show. It's, re- it's really exciting to have you on. And, um, you know, as we will uh, unpack um, your work in this episode, um, what you are doing is, is incredibly inspiring. Um, and I'm sure lots of listeners will um, really connect to your story. Um, so, Shark, just to start us off, um, I think it would be good to know a bit about your story. Um, so on your blog, you have talked about developers sort of encroaching the jungle around your village and how that has impacted you. Um, so could you share with us how those personal experiences um, led you to make art, essentially? Well, um, I grew up in very humble, very, you know, I, I would say typical Orasli lifestyle. So my my parent house, uh, I mean, my house was built from from material from the jungle, and also the jungle also a place for me to go to play. I mean, jungle is my playground. So that connection so strong with me when I when uh, the destruction happened right in front of my eyes. I was so little then. I just, it just traumatized me, and then the only way for me to 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 speak and to share but story is through my visual work, I mean drawing, painting, and you know so on. So that's why that's actually one of the things that lead me to do more art based on Orasli people, especially uh, about. Uh, uh, you know, injustice as a land right of Orasri. So, yeah, this actually come from a very uh, traumatic experience to to a very what's it called creative way for me uh, to to express it. So, when was it that you started doing art? Um, what age would you say that you uh, began your journey with art? So my. My first, uh, I, I would say it's when I was five years old because uh, when I saw my brother do painting in front of me and uh, and I got really uh, interested to see uh, uh, my brother uh, doing the artwork in front of me because I was uh, five five years old and he he introduced me to the to the art and and, and teach me how to paint art. And that that actually 
the uh, one of, uh, starting point for me to get interested in in art, and I just I love it. And as since then, I've been painting and drawing and and do anything about art in primary school and secondary school until university until now, and I never stopped doing art because it's wow. part of my life now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and you make such wonderful um, art, and it's you know it's very uh, impactful. Um, so if you could just go back slightly to your story about, um, you know, coming from um, that indigenous uh, sort of background, coming from the Tamuan tribe uh, of Selangor, in fact. Um, so how has that um, aspect of your um, life as an artist impacted your interactions with other artists? Well, uh, it, was, it was quite challenging for me and also for other artists. And because, you know, there, there, it's not them to blame, but... I think it's our uh, Malaysian system also that they don't uh, produce material or media, but uh, honestly, that's make it the other people doesn't understand about honestly, and then make it difficult for me to approach them and introduce myself to them. I of, um, I remember in in my university time, I had to pretend to be Malay for some reason <laughs> because. I have been I've been called many names. Soon I say I'm Morasli, and they will they will say, "Oh, you, uh, you 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 live in a long house, or you live in a tree, yeah? Are you wearing the uh, line cloth and everything?" So after the experience, I feel like okay, I should not say I'm Morasli. Then I just say I'm <laughs> Malay, whatever you know. That's actually I actually I try to not to get that. Uh, horrible, what's it called, respond from them. So I tried to get away, but at the end of the day, I, I realized that I think representation is matter. So I shouldn't uh, hide my identity. I just tell him why I am. And and I remember reading a book, one of the quite inspiration book that said, uh, in order to uh, not hide, to, to uh, what is it called? Uh, not destroyed as uh, something. No, I would say hide. So in order to hide the, your weakness, uh, show your strong strength. So right. my strength is in art. So I just show them my my talent and 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 then, and then my identity, my it come naturally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that's a really beautiful story, and I think. Um, uh, what you've talked about there is very important um, in our society. I think we we are definitely, I think even amongst Malaysians, I think the knowledge that we have on um, on the Orang Asli um, and how, you know, um, you know, the kind of experiences that uh, that we have attached um, to it as well is, is I think it's underrepresented um, and I think we can be a lot more knowledgeable um, about things like this. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that story and I'm sure lots of people will um, you know, hopefully hear this and then, you know, think that, you know, there is a different way to approach um, the way that we, you know, we should respect everyone. Absolutely. And we are all Malaysians, you know. Um, so, um, yeah. So I want to um, ask you a little bit as well. Do you know a lot of other um, sort of artists that come from um, a similar background as yourself? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I do have uh, another uh, artist that come, you know, from a Rasli community. <clears throat> and yeah. <clears throat> Well, uh, most of them are quite, was um, creative because uh, most of them uh, they don't um, come from the art education background. 
uh, only me that come from education background. But uh, yes, and then they they produce so, so much amazing work than me because you know I'm, I'm I, I, well I, I get I get I get to say that that actually uh, from from my uh, from my story right I I come from the uh, really poor family and I went to the university in uh, learning in art that's actually give me another perspective about uh, how how uh, how I approach my work and at the same time how I try my best to help my people also so I yeah I always um, you know get in touch with Horasli uh, artists also try to get them uh, uh, produce some uh, beautiful work and try to uh, get them to be creative give them some exposure as well so that that kind of bringing actually make me you know want to want to do uh, something for my people too. Um, you've talked about sort of helping people and and sort of wanting to give back to your community. So in relation to that, um, you are also an environmental activist, aren't you, Shak? Um, so how is your work as an artist sort of intertwined with your passion as an environmental activist as well? Well. It come at, at, at uh, exactly the same thing. It's come from my bringing to as a Rasli uh, as in my animism uh, belief that it, in animism belief on Rasli we we believe that we need to respect the nature because nature has a spirit. Every part of the nature has spirit. So that a thing. That a thing. I think quite useful if I uh, share that knowledge to others at the same time. Let them let others to respect the nature as well, and also I think quite important as as a young generation now that we need uh, uh, set a good example for our future children and for our future because whatever we do now we affect the future. So I think we need to take a lead, take a step uh, to you know. To do better, not just let the thing happen in front of you. The destruction happen happening in front of you. What happened in front of you that will affect your future. That will affect the future of the world. So, because we we are human in one tiny planet in a in a galaxy. So, I think quite important that uh, we should cherish that we have and also protect that what we can when we can. Yeah. Oh, that's um, that's a very nice um, sort of message that you've given us there. Is that something that we can do? Um, because you know, Shak, you are a millennial, and I think likewise, I uh, likewise I am, um, and a lot lots of our listeners are millennials. In fact, so is there anything that we can do as millennials at this stage um, to protect our environment? Well, there's so many things, so many things, you know. Plus, uh, uh, I mean, there's so many things. One of them is uh, uh, get yourself informed about. Uh, where our energy come from, like electricity, something that I think never been in in in, in debate in Malaysia, because that's important because uh, our electricity actually come from the coal, and Malaysia now building new coal plant in Fort Dyson, so almost like eighty percent of our energy come from coal. You know what the coal do, like 
the bundle called the release the carbon dioxide to our atmosphere. That means uh, global heating that will heat the, 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 our global temperature. And that's actually happened now in, you can see in the news now, happened in Canada and US. Soon they will, will happen here and that actually soon will affect the future. And, and we need to uh, get informed about our energy come from and, yeah, and that will change your perspective. What are you gonna do next? For example, maybe you should use less uh, electric appliances or turn off any ele electric appliances if you don't use it. Or try to almost make a make a uh, monthly challenge. Try not to spend more than ten ringgit a, a month. <laughs> I managed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a difficult thing to do, but no, I think that is a it's a good challenge to give ourselves. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I managed to do it. You know, because <laughs> I, I don't yeah. I didn't use Acon much. I use Acon whenever whenever I need it. Maybe I mean if it's so hot, so hot, then I use it. When I call, I turn off. That's it. I never use uh, easily, almost like once a week, then I will have to use it. Otherwise, I try to uh, put a challenge to myself not to use icon. <laughs> wow. And, and so how, how, how is the, um, what's the lowest amount that you paid for your uh, bill when it comes to electricity? 10. <clears throat> 10 wow. ringgit is the lowest. The, the highest is 45 wow. or 49. Sorry, 49. Wow, that is that is that is really impressive. Wow, yeah, no, I think we I think we should all try to limit um, as much electricity if we can. Um, and and, and also another thing that use so much uh, uh, the electricity is, is shopping mall. Yes, we yes. get a lot of shopping mall in Malaysia. This more shopping mall bill mean they yeah. demand more energy to so they will demand more coal. That will just mm. come in a big cycle chain of you know. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think even within like um, so where I live right now, there's at least five or six, even eight malls, and you know what, you know, that's it's so unnecessary because we have a, you know, we have, I think two malls is more than enough in one exactly. area to have eight. Yeah. It's just it's really uh, it's quite um crazy to be honest, but yeah, the, absolutely. I think if we can um, so if you know for our listeners listening in. Try to make it a challenge, you know, and if you can, I think Shak is the gold standard. If you can limit to 10 ringgit a month or, you know, maybe start off with at least um, 50 or 100 and then see how low you can go with the electricity. Maybe we should do like an event, like a challenge monthly and then the, the lowest will get the winner. Yes, yes. Get the prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that would be great if you could do like a social media handle, you know, hashtag 10 ringgit a month or something like that. That would be amazing. Oh, um, this would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, this would be cool. Yeah, let's make it. We need to make it into something. Um, Shak, so you've talked a lot about, um, you know, your journey as an artist as well. And, and we talked about the fact that you are a millennial artist. What would you like millennials to understand and take away from your work? Uh my works most mostly talk about rasri and another side of my work is to talk about the environment and i guess i guess what the, the i just i just for me i think i just leave it to any anybody to interpret my work i think it's quite clear what i do basically 
I think most of it quite clear. Most of uh, some of it is not that clear, but I think I, I think the way uh, the, for me, the way for me to to to, pre to present my work is try to create uh, some kind of uh, connection and also get them to have uh, like a, a time to to uh, interpret it and uh, at the same time. Uh, the visual that look at it is a is a oh, is a. I think the visual is most important thing. Is sometimes I cannot uh, give a one answer or two answer. Is the visual it will will give uh, interpret with so many meanings. So sometimes I just let the, the the viewer to to enjoy my work and. Um, some of my work is not really uh, uh, 2D kind of painting surface, but some of my work is uh, uh, I use like a, a installation kind of uh, uh, setting. So that that kind of work will allow you to almost like interact, mean the very interactive kind of work that the piece of moving by itself, or you can go inside it and you can feel it and. And that, that kind of work, you, you, um, I guess you have to experience it with the interaction. Yeah. Wow. That's um. And and what art piece or exhibition are you most connected to? You mean? So in terms of your art, so you've um you've had some exhibitions and you've made yes. um you know lots of different art. So is there any particular art that you feel connected to? And is there oh, a reason uh, why? There's one of uh. Exhibition and National Gallery is I, I did the biggest artwork. So I, I did a big uh, art installation uh, using the uh, uh, material from the Oransli community, means I'm using the uh, Pananus mat, the Pananus weaving mat, and also uh, Oransli weaving um, leaf. And, and the, the weaving uh, leaf actually. Um, they usually used for ceremonial purposes, but I I use it as a part of my work. Is because this artwork uh, uh, talking about the deforestation happening in the Oransili community, and I guess if if you, if you like to see picture, I can send you the picture. Then you, you can relate to that. Yeah, I would love to see a picture of that. I think um, I think lots of your works. I mean, when I um, a lot of my access is actually through your Instagram. So um, you know, the, I think there's a lot of um, um, it's it's dramatic and it's also very um, you know there's a lot of emotion. I think that you can evoke from your art. Um, you know, a, a little uh, there's a bit of pain. There's a bit of um, happiness and. Um, you know, I'm not an artist in any way, but um, I can understand uh, that is what I am able to take away from your art. And I think it's very special if, if, um, if you know, by looking at the art, I can, you know, I, I, start, I start to feel those emotions. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's another something. Um, uh, subconsciously, I deliberately doing it or <laughs> subconsciously not deliberately do it. I mean... That's another thing I sometimes I don't I don't really um, realize that I did it on on the on my work and uh, like you said I painted uh, emotion 
<laughs> I paint the emotion on the work or I yes. create the emotion on the work. That actually, I didn't realize until you, you mentioned now, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. that, that's, yeah. that's another thing that I, I, I like about artwork that sometimes I just let the people interpret it without me pushing the, uh, or putting word on your, in your sentence or something, you know? No, absolutely. And I think I think that, like you said, that's the beauty of art, isn't it? It's, um, you know, what, what the artist is, is showing across on the canvas. Um, you know, it's us consumers of the art that um, sort of interprets that, you know. And I think it's, it's um, as, you know, someone that's consuming art, we always sort of want to go back to the story behind the artist. Why, why did the artist paint it in such a way? Um, you know, what was the message behind, like, the stroke in the painting um, in this part of the canvas and things like that? Um, so I think it's very special. I think the, the journey and, and sort of experiencing art is, um, is a really special thing. And I think we need more art, to be honest. I think as millennials and as Malaysians, I think, you know, we, like this year itself, we've just seen so much of suffering and we're still suffering yes. in a sense, you know. So um, seeing art and seeing artists sort of doing something that is um, so visually pleasing, I think it's so important at this stage, especially. Um, Shark, so in your thoughts, what, do, what role do artists sort of play um, globally and, and also within the Malaysian sort of climate and also the Malaysian millennial climate? What role do they play? I guess we, for me, I think uh, art, artists or art play like a bridging role. We, we try to bridge between, uh, what's it called? Uh, because we're dealing with this, the social media, we're dealing with the digital world, and then art is a play to bridge between uh, intangible kind of reality to very uh, human uh, digital reality to the very human reality. That's kind of uh, art do, you know, because we're dealing with so much content on uh, social media, and then that's that's a non, I think that's, uh, I think that's what uh, uh, artists do. We are bridging uh, between, uh, you know, digital to the human, and also we 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 also touch a little bit emotion, touch a little bit heart, touch a little bit of a, you know, uh, environment in in that in, in the work that we produce and that. That's another thing that artists, uh, I think uh, that's the reason why uh, we have artists in this world. And also why some piece of artwork can change a lot of people's uh, perspective about the world. Um, you talked about sort of the digital aspect of being an artist as well. So how important is social media when it comes to um, your art? Yes, it's uh, very important because uh, <laughs> because obviously now we 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 in lockdown. The only way to consume the art is uh, through the digital world, and uh, sadly the, we cannot uh, go to um, gallery person uh, by yourself and and in the flesh and uh, you know see it uh, in front of you. But at least you can see the the work that created by artists. In, in social media, that's, uh, of course, it's play an important role for artists to 
show their work as a can sell their work and as a for public to enjoy the the in, uh, interpretation or, or so-called reflection that artists done in their work about the society. And is there, um, so when, when you do sort of uh, post pictures of your work on social media, do you find that um, sort of because of, you know, the, the way social media works and, you know, the, the digitization of your art piece, um, do you feel like it's sort of lost in any way when it's sort of put on social media? Or would you say that the integrity of your art is still very much there? Well, of course, in a digital, it's only flat, only 2D. I, and uh, yeah, I actually work like my work is I'm dealing with the fiber. We're dealing not just uh, flat to D. It's I'm dealing with different some kind of layer of work, layer of the uh, weaving, for example, layer of color, uh, and 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 a digital picture won't doesn't give you. Um, doesn't do it justice, right? Exactly. Doesn't do it just doesn't see that kind of layer that I'm talking about. And I realized when I I see one of I think a lot of my work and I I there's one collector bought my work. Uh, he said, "Oh, it look different from from the picture." He said, and it's just said, yeah. "Oh, now I can see the detail. Now I can see the oh, this uh, the text in there or something like that. Something that yeah. something that." really detail something that I, I really want to uh, uh, say in the in the work doesn't say in the digital you know so I can see that we artists like me I think it's most of artists also we, uh, we can't just uh, we can't really uh, give hundred percent of our what's it called meaning on the on the on the flat uh, screen that you saw that almost like 50% of it, you know, and then 50% is still uh, not there yet. Yeah. And I think that's one of the struggles that we're going through at the moment. I think with lots of artists as well, I think it's, um, I'm sure, you know, because, you know, when you make something, you want to, you want people to see the true form of it. And I think sometimes with social media and like you said, you know, we're looking at flat, flat screens and some people are looking at it through a phone and things like that. Um, so I think definitely um, that aspect is, uh, is a challenging aspect. Um, but I think it still allows us, like you said, it still allows us to see your work. Um, it show, you know, now with the time that we are in, um, you know, it, it, you, you are able to give access to us with your art. So I think, I guess that's one, um, that's the main part of it, isn't it? Um, so Chuck, just to, um, we're, we're almost at the end really, because you've, um, you've talked a lot about um, sort of your art and your story, and that has been extremely um, inspiring. So could you tell us what's next for you, Chuck? What is your... Um, What's your next journey when it comes to art? Um, there's so many things I am <clears throat> planning to do, you know, workshop with the community or as the community uh, art workshop, especially. I also want to um, get the interest and I want to find new talent in our Asli community. I'm sure there's a lot of talent in our Asli community. The only problem is the opportunity is not there and they don't uh, give a choice for them to to do what they want and that's the reason i think i'm uh, i'm do uh, i think i need to do this uh, workshop because i think it's important also because not many people finish their school because uh, you know financial issue they cannot just study in university because they 
you know, so far from the village and so on, so on. So I think, I think I have bring up up to them, show it, and if they have the talent, I can just develop. I just help them to develop their talent and show their talent to the world. I think that's a that's another another uh, project that I'm do, and also of course, <laughs> I'm also part of the big coalition of the environment NGO. Yeah. So yeah, that's another thing I'm doing at the moment. So, yeah, I think um, you know the the tutoring and the teaching that you're talking about. I think that's a very noble um, thing to do, and I think you're absolutely right. I'm also a teacher in my day job, and um, you know, in you know, in in this past year or so, I think what I've seen is, um, you know, because I think at times you can't we can't really bring that input with you know subjects like maths and science and English and all that um, because it's quite hard with the way that we're doing it. So I think something like art and music, um, you know, I think now is really the time to make use of um, cultivating that um, talent as well. So, you know, with something that you are planning to do, I think that would be incredibly meaningful for the um, Orang Asli children. And I think that will have a great impact in their lives. Um, yeah. So something to watch everyone, definitely something to watch. Um, yes. So yeah, watch, watch that space. Uh, watch with, that with space. Shak. Yeah, watch that space. Um, thank you so much, Shak. You've been incredibly amazing. And I always ask this one question at the end of my podcast. Um, and the question is, um, what is one myth about millennials that you disagree with? One myth? I think one myth is... A, I would say... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess... <laughs> I guess we uh, probably people are quite uh, people say we are vain. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. I yeah. think that's quite uh, understatement. <laughs> yeah, understatement. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, because uh, we deal in millennial, we dealing we really dealing with digital. That's actually actually that's what we, we, we are. That's actually what millennial are and. Yeah. That's doesn't mean that we not we are, are bad, but uh, we actually want to uh, you know to do better by you know uh, uh, putting good example for our future. I guess I'm vain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're vain. No, honestly, I think all of us are are vain and you know narcissistic in our own way. But um, but yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you, um, Shaq. But I think, like you said, it comes with. Um, with with us sort of having that knowledge of social media a little bit, you know, I think we we were we was I guess in a way blessed that we had uh, that we were tech savvy from the time that we were sort of in this generation and all that. Uh, but then we obviously have our next competitors, which is the Gen, uh, which is the Gen Z, and they are you know uh, far more you know I think they are a lot more tech savvy than you know we we could be. But um, but yeah, I think vain is a is a good myth that you've um, <laughs> talked about there, and perhaps it's not a myth. Maybe it is the truth. Oh, when it comes to That's amazing. Thank you so much, Shak. It is um I really, really enjoyed um talking to you. And um it's it's really nice um and it's very inspiring what you are doing uh for the um community, for our Malaysians, for the Orangasli uh, community as well. And I think um, you know, I wish you the very best of luck and I'm sure you're going to be uh, you know, you know, very successful and you are already very successful. And so you can check out um Shak's work. Um through many different platforms. Shark, would you like to tell us uh, where we can uh, see your artwork on social media? Yeah, you can check out my uh, Instagram, uh, Shark Koyo Art. And also, same with the Facebook page. I have a Facebook page called Shark Koyo Art. And you can also check out 
uh, my YouTube channel because uh, we, with the same name, Shak Koyo Art. And uh, weekly, I will do a live streaming in my uh, YouTube channel as well. Also with the other uh, artwork and also blogs that I do in my YouTube channel. So do check it out. Yep. So definitely check out um, Shak, uh, Shak's work. He's got amazing work. Uh, and it will be um, and it will be something that you will truly enjoy um, as I did. Thank you so much, Shak. Uh, and we will see you um, hopefully sometime in the future. Thank you. Thank you for having me.